Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek War. It's me, I'm Mad Mike, and we are here to talk Lucha Underground. Y'all know that time of the week. And with me, sadly not Krista Joseph, because, oh boy, do we have more questions for him. But with me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Peyton. Welcome back, sir. Well, I was going to say, not as always, but because I unfortunately did not get to be here to uh, talk with Krista Joseph. But my excitement for Lucha Underground is still very high, and I, and I love the first episode. I'm very excited to talk the second episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. So am I. All right, uh, Eamon, well, you know how we do things. Uh, Quales to una palabra, part of this episode of Lucha Underground. Uh, my one word for this week's Lucha uh, Underground is advancement. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, Mi palabra es war. <laughs> that may be a theme running. running. That could be. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of war talk. Drink every time they the, the phrase war is used or side of war is used. Mm-hmm. And don't drink every time they don't say, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Anyway. Uh, wow. I know. I, that was a, it was a long way. I apologize. Long way for that joke. Um, Eamon, what is your bueno for this week's episode of Lucha Underground? Uh, I'm going to take one that's probably – that way I can give you the one I think you're going to go for. Um, mine is the cop storyline advancement. Damn it! Oh, I thought you were going to go with a different one. Okay. <laughs> no, honestly, there's a lot of things I could go for this week. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got a lot of stuff that advanced the whole cop storyline uh, uh, stuff. You know, I, I really love this episode story-wise, especially I love the way it was structured. Like the, the whole, like, we kept going back before Ultima Lucha and, like, moments, like, like back, like, you know, to you know, multiple millenniums ago, you know, <laughs> to, you know, to, you know, I liked that it wasn't just like, as things were happening on the show, I liked that we had some different, like, different, like, transitions in the scene. Um, but we got a lot of advancement with uh, Joey Ryan and Cortez Castro. Uh, it looks, well, one, it looks like Joey Ryan's going to play double agent for Dario. Shocker, he's a dirty cop. Shock. Shock. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked, I say. Like, um, but, and this, this episode was framed so well because of the jobber matches. Yeah. 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 Because like we knew we had the big match at the end. So I know a lot of people might think that this episode is a little too jobbery, but fast did we get a ton of story. Yeah. It was, it was a very story driven episode and I really didn't mind that the match, like two of the three matches were pretty short. Yeah. And honestly, even the short matches, had some story bases to them too. Yeah, it they they a lot. There's a lot of really great story advancement. I think on this episode, it was culminated with a really amazing just wrestling match. Well, um, well, not right. Really amazing wrestling match. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, but that kind of culminated the whole show. But I like that most everything else was really storyline based and kind of you know told a, a longer narrative. Um, but yeah, as I was saying. It looks like Joey's going to play double agent with Dario. Um, Cortez Castro is on the other side. Uh, he's on the other side of the war, uh, and is sticking with um, uh, uh, 
Delgado, I think it is. No, I, it's um, I, I wrote it in the notes too. I wish I could remember those parts. It's, um, Vasquez, Captain Vasquez, Vasquez. Captain Vasquez. Delgado Who, is the councilman, I believe. Right, and we find out more on Captain Vasquez as well. Do uh, we? I think so. I all right. Okay, hold on. B- before we even get to my bueno, let's dive into this, Eamon, because I have theories. I'm sure you have theories. We're both probably wrong. Right. What do you think is happening with these two, with, with, with Captain Vasquez and Katrina? Well, I don't, the Captain Vasquez Katrina link, I have no idea about. Like, okay. I don't know, uh, I don't know if, to me, obviously, well, well, to kind of give some backstory on, so, so for those that didn't see it. Uh, so they cut to this thing from millenniums ago where it's an ancient Aztec, like, young female girl tending to, like, her ailing father. Uh, who are talk- who's talking about a war that's that's happening and could not or, or could be going on for thousands of years. Yep. Um, and it's fi- it's fitting because the stuff the dad says to his daughter is the same stuff that he, that she was saying uh, that Captain Vasquez was saying to to Cortez. Like it was almost word for word. Um, which I think uh, which I think was a really nice touch. Um, and at the end, uh, her father hand. Her father hands her a medallion uh, that's that's uh, on a chain or whatever, uh, and then we cut back to Captain Vasquez getting mad at Cortez uh, about the whole Dario stuff, and then she pulls out uh, the medallion that was was shown from millenniums ago, but it's only in half. Um, and, and it's then, important to know this medallion is not one of the ancient Aztec medallions. No, it looks much different. Um, I thought and, that and, was I thought that was what it was originally. I thought that's what it was. I'm like, oh, well, because I because because I, I thought just a brief aside before we got the reveal of what it actually is. I thought because it can only be used by a female. I'm like, oh shit, that's in the gifts of the gods, and Sexy Star has that now. That's actually a really good. I I forgot about that. Yeah, that's like really that. That's why I initially thought. I'm like, oh my god, did. Like was that part of the ancient Aztec medallions? And now does Sexy Star have the power of immortality? Because that would be amazing. It, it makes it. He makes it. A, the, yeah, he makes it a point to say it can only be used by a female. Um, and the big twist at the end was that as Katrina is calming down Mil Huertes, uh, uh with this stuff with Prince Puma, uh, she pulls out the medallion, the other half of the medallion, um, which which she it makes it seem as she. Here's my thing. It makes it seem as if she just got it. That she just got that second half. Mm, I don't know. I think she's had it. I, I think I made think it, she's I, had I, it because I'd have to listen to what she said because it made it seem like I don't know. With some of the way she way she delivered that line, like it made it seem as though she had just gotten it. Maybe I don't know. All right. So, do you have a theory on what's going on with the two of them? Because I have. One, I'm not. Here's my theory. Now that I okay. think about it, okay, okay. Now that I think about it, I think Dario originally had the second half, and maybe Katrina got hold of it when she had control of the temple. Okay, all right. Um, my theory. Now, Eamon, go with me on this one, <laughs> because it's Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. This could be a thing. Okay, Katrina and Captain Vasquez are the same person. 
but they could be the same person. But the they're that little girl split into two people. Either that, or they're from the same tribe. At the at the very least, they're from the same tribe. Well, yeah, I, okay. I, I would go. I, that's probably more accurate. But I feel like the fact that a we don't know Captain Vasco's first name. I don't believe. I don't think so. No. We we might at one point. Uh, people, please feel free to correct us on that. I'm not sure if we do or not. I'm not going to look it up because, as we tell you every week, don't Google don't Lucha Underground. Up. Don't do it. No, nope. you'll get spoiled. Um, but I, I, I mean, Katrina's always in the darkness. Captain Vasquez works for the police. Dark and light. I want to say they're the same person, like two halves of a whole. I want to say like something, something traumatic happened to that little girl when she became a woman. I'm going to assume it involves Aerostar because he's a time traveler. Because yeah. he's a time traveler, I'm going to assume, like maybe she couldn't use, like maybe the little girl could not use the power for her own will, and Aerostar somehow split, like like did a solid, like a King Solomon, split her into two beings, and each of them had half a medallion, so they couldn't wield the full power. Because they can't consciously be the same person. Oh no, definitely it's, not. Definitely because it's not. so. Because if so, they would have gotten to Dario by now because Katrina got control of the temple at one point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I don't think they even know about each other. I think they just know that because there's half of a medallion, another half has to exist somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, that's just kind of what makes me think that. I don't know. It makes me think that Dario had originally had possession of the first half. I I don't know because I think I think the half of the medallion Katrina has is what gives her her powers. Maybe. I mean, because, I mean, I mean she was in Graver Consequences, too, and she was thrown in that grave, and then she disappeared. Yeah. And she has been able to, like, resurrect Mill. So I have a feeling that, that, that she's always had that. It's just now we've actually been shown. Like, maybe she found out that someone else has the other half. Okay, so, but but you say, like, the fact that she at least has that first half, like, can still give her the power to do that kind of stuff? Because if so... Either that or... He, maybe Dario had the other half, like you're saying. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't Katrina who found it. Maybe it was Officer Vasquez who found it in the raid of the temple. Possibly because, like, if Officer Vasquez found that, because we don't know, like Dario might not even know what that was. He might have just thought it was a a fun trinket. And because it didn't do anything, because he's a male, he just kept it and didn't even worry that it was missing. That's true. I just think also if like if Katrina can have that power with only having one half of it, then does Captain Vasquez know that she can do the same? She probably doesn't. That and plus she's never. I, she hasn't been in the temple. She hasn't been in a fight. She hasn't had need to use those powers. Katrina has. I, I just also think that man, I'm, I'm just hoping Captain Vasquez realizes she can bring people back from the dead mm-hmm. and we get Mr. Cisco back. That could, that could be a possibility. Zombie like, Mr. Cisco. Because I, I just have to think that the reason she's going for Dario, that, that she's very focused at least on getting Dario, is for some, obviously still for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I I want to I want if she you know, I I think that has to come into play I think it's oh point. yeah definitely she yeah. she's after Doctor Claw I would assume 
She right, doesn't yeah, know yeah. who that is, neither do we. But she's after Dr. Claw. Like, she, yeah. she would be Penny in this scenario, and poor Cortez Castro would be Brain. We don't know who Inspector Gadget is yet. <laughs> Maybe it was Joey all along. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, no, that's a, yeah, that's a different Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. This is a nice, interesting twist to things. But, by the way, um, I, I just want to point out, all these things we're talking about, immortality, medals, and crooked cops, this is not a wrestling show. Yeah. This, this, this well, is not a CW. This is a wrestling show. It's awesome. Now I think about it, Dr. Claw, Dr. Claw is basically the guy in the limo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, no. He, I mean, even even Krista Joseph last week was making <laughs> Inspector Gadget jokes with us. So, I mean, he definitely has confirmed that Dr. Claw is the guy in the limo. But, um, okay, so moving on. We'll go to my good. Mm-hmm. Mi bueno. The weapons of mass destruction match. It's really good. <laughs> Holy crap. It was so much. I feared for their lives several times. Like, just just feared in general for those men's well-being. Um, it was really, really fun. Eamon, Marty the Moth. Kind of the MVP of Lucha Underground. Like the under- he really is. He like seriously. I said this last week. I'll say it again. His injury on Tough Enough may have been the best thing in the world to ever happen to him. Yeah, because if he was in WWE right now, he'd be Martin Cassius, Tough Enough winner, all around kind of weird guy. But he might not even have a title reign at this point. Like Marty the Moth is insane. Yeah, he reminds me of like. In DC Comics, Dr. Light. He kind of reminds me of Dr. Light, and that's frightening. For anyone who knows anything about Dr. Light, I think it's dead on. <laughs> like, I think it's pretty accurate. He's he's really kind of coming to its own almost. And in like, even if he were to have like some time in WWE, were to have had some time in WWE and then have gone to Lucha Underground, obviously, you know, people have your opinions of, of you, when, you know. I love that he left with such like like we forgot like when he first showed up in Lucha Underground, it took us like a minute to realize that he was on Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. Like we we didn't recognize him really, and especially think, like when he first showed up on Lucha, he was a joke. Yeah, Dario would not let him in the temple. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. showed up with a big Aztec bride shirt, and honestly, I thought he was like their answer to Bailey. Like I thought, oh, this this is cool. He's gonna be like a fanboy. This is kind of fun. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Much different. Much um, different. <laughs> uh, I wanted. We'll obviously go more into the match. Um. Uh. I really love the aesthetic of this match. Like mm-hmm. they just the little stuff of like them them tarping off like the the um the stands or whatever to make it look like an actual war zone. Like yeah. I thought that was really fun. Um, just like the the gun turrets, like like on the balconies and stuff like that. A like, random warhead just chilling. Yep. <laughs> um, really, really fun. Just really cool aesthetic, and it's something like it reminds me of. It's like the, and I think I've said this before with the Underground. It's like the um, like remember that period of TNA where it was like all those gimmick matches that were like all themed. Mm-hmm. Like it was that, but done right. Like this yeah. was like the last rights match. But like done properly. But done seriously. Yeah. Like, uh, and plus, Marty the Moth comes out looking like a cross between Platoon and Tank Girl. 
Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like geez, Marty. He looked, and when he got busted open, mm-hmm. oh my god, he looked good. Like, I love it. I love that it, like it, it happened kind of slowly throughout the match, and then it like stopped at one point, and then he got like hit with something else, and it kept going. Like, mm-hmm. there, and I think the commentary pointed that out. Like, really, really good. Like and he reopened the cut or something like that. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I really really enjoyed the um, the violence level of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know who we have to give an MVP to? Like underrated MVP, Melissa Santos. Uh, yeah, um, side note, going to Melissa Santos. I'm going to critique Max Stryker for something later, but Matt Stryker had my favorite line in this match uh, early on when when uh, Marty's trying to run away, basically, and he grabs Melissa Santos as, like, a shield. And Matt Stryker, in full view of where, like, the cameras point, because the cameras kind of point towards the commentary tables, just stands up and go, that's a hostage, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, but, and Marty also did, um, and I gotta say, I feel bad for the cameraman that got mm-hmm. hit with the ladder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was, that was a little dangerous. It was a little, like, the crowd got on Mar- Like, that almost, almost killed the moment of the match to me. Mm. Almost killed it because it, it kind of took me out of the match a little. Like, cause you could tell Mario didn't know what to do for a split second. Then he just flipped off the crowd and kept going. But yeah. it was it was a little. I don't know if I would have kept that in, cause I I heard this match was like heavily edited. Like it was a much longer match. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know if I would have kept that in. I, I think it was fine. Like I I I don't know. I just it just added to the chaos a bit for me. Like obviously obviously it wasn't supposed to happen or whatever. But like yeah, I I still loved it. Like I I there's something about the you know. I, I like when stuff is a little bit like when you include stuff like that sometimes with a show like Lucha that is kind of edited in the way it is because it, you know, I, I like that you don't always edit out stuff like that, you know, just, just from certain uh, aesthetic point of views, I guess. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes I like that you include, you know, stuff that's not supposed to happen, but maybe, you know, yeah, that, that, you know, the wrestlers work with or whatever. I think Marty worked with it well eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was really, really great. Uh, very, very violent. The finish was crazy. Um, I can't believe they. Br- I I was a little upset that they brought Mariposa out. I understand why they did. Like I liked. I I I I I like that they kind of reinforced that these two have are you know brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Like I liked that. You know, I, I thought that was cool, and I was wondering what Mariposa was going to do this season. Really, like. Like, because she had the thing with Sexy Star, they culminated the whole thing at the Gifts of the Gods match, and I was like, well, what's next for Mariposa? Um, uh, I liked that she kind of came out. I thought it was a nice little touch. Because Ma- that's the thing, when Mariposa was fighting Sexy Star, a lot of the times Marty would come out to help her. That's I, true. But that's, looked- all, that's also because Marty had an obsession with Sexy Star. That's true, yeah. Like, Kill- Killshot doesn't really have any allies. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that double stomp. I did not oh. know what I. I was literally like, when they were setting up, I was like, "What is he going for?" Oh like, no! Oh. It's like first they teased the superplex. And I'm like, "No, don't do that! Don't yeah, do yeah, that! Yeah. That's not good." Um, by the way, the superplex they did do. Ouch! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
ouch. That just looked like it hurt. But um, as soon as like they weren't going to do a superplex off the ladder, I'm like, oh, no, he's going to ride him down at a double stomp surfboard thing, isn't he? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's going to hurt. And it looked really, really good. It looked fantastic. I love this, like the kind of moment right before of him ripping the dog tags off of Marty and then doing the move. Like I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was just super fun. Um, and, and going like that superplex spot that you were talking about, like, that's the thing I like about this kind of style of match compared to like the TNA ones I mentioned is like back in the TNA ones, they would be hitting each other with like gravestones that were just like, you know, made of, you know, you know, Foam, foam, and yeah, and you were supposed to sell like they were actually things. No, they get suplexed onto like metal, like I guess weapon, yeah, containers. Like, like they had a legit gun there. Yeah, <laughs> they had a legit, like Killshot took off a machine gun and butted Marty in the head with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm sure it was not a real gun, but it was real metal. <laughs> it looked like right. it hurt. But it, but the, but that suplex like that superplex like looked like it sucked like it looked mm-hmm. like it sucked for those guys yeah. like I I think that is what makes those kind of matches better is if you can actually kind of sell it in a way where well, it's like it feels I I think Striker said um your Striker or Vampiro one of them said if you can make people in the temple wince you know it hurts <laughs> like and and that's yeah. that's the point like they they showed um. One fan there it was a girl that was just look. I remember, it was just looking like oh my god, like oh that was such a great reaction. Yeah, because it was I, like I, a point where both guys were down. And I'm just like oh that's perfect. Props, props to whoever cameraman found her because she was like you could tell this is like her first experience with the whole show. She's like, oh my god, what is this? Yeah, it was really perfect. Uh, and I did love that. Um, like they used the whole temple too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marty, props to Marty for clearing the announce table when he was thrown. <laughs> like he cleared that shit. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. It it looked like it hurt like a son of a bitch, but that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, but not every show is perfect. We always say that. So, Eamon, uh, do you have a Malo this week for Lucha Underground? Uh, I do have a model for this week, and I alluded to it, uh, and it goes to Matt Stryker. I usually love Matt. I, I think there's a lot of my that don't like Matt Stryker, but I, I, I love a lot of his commentary on Lucha Underground because of what he can sell. Um, I didn't like his call of Mil Muertes' finish. Oh, fuck you! That was great! I thought it, that was it, great! It, I, 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 that seemed like a good idea that came off really awkward. I, I thought... All right, for those of you who didn't watch it, by the way, if you don't, if you're not watching Lucha Underground, fucking watch Lucha Underground. Sorg, Sorg, talking to you. He Catch probably up. would. Catch up. But Matt Striker, because Mil Muertes finisher is the flatliner, right? So Matt Striker setting up for it. Beep, 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 beep. That's perfect. That's a perfect call. It, it, I'm sorry. Maybe it was because of the because of the fact it was the Arhenis match, 
and the crowd was kind of. I mean, they were. It was. A, it was a squash match in a way. So the yeah. crowd wasn't like crazy for it. So like maybe if it was in a more emotional match, it would have been better. I don't know. But I thought it was a good idea that came off really awkward. Like okay, it just. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could have timed it a little bit better, but I love the idea of it. I yeah, I love the I love it. It's like that's like Jr. screaming Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stunner, Stunner. Like it was, it was like that. I, I oh, yeah. but Striker did have another great line. Um, oh God, what was it? Hold on. Um, was it about the WMDs being in Syria? No, no, no. It was way better than that. It was um, like. Uh, kill shots died. He was twenty eight. <laughs> oh, I did like that line. Yeah. Like that, I I lost. I'm like that is so good. See, some people I I don't know. I like those. I I, I some people don't like those lines from Matt Striker, and I'm I I enjoy it. Like I think like he it feels like he's having fun and is really enjoying it. And like I don't know. Like well, sometimes. See, see, the thing is, Matt Striker hasn't really changed how he does commentary. What's changed mm-hmm. is the environment in which he does it. Lucha Underground is a completely different animal from him talking yeah. on SmackDown. Like, if he said something like that on SmackDown, it wouldn't fit. Because, guess what? No one's getting killed on SmackDown. No one's barely getting injured on SmackDown. Like, in Lucha Underground, there have been legitimate murders. <laughs> like, and, like, that fits also, the environment. But also, I can also, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a commentator, but, like, I can tell when he does it, he's doing it for a reason. Like, he's doing it to either try to sell a certain point or to sell a certain emotion or, or whatever, or to sell, the, like, a big spot. Like, that sells how big that spot was, you know well, what I mean? mean? Look, look at the Foley but, uh, fall, falling off the hell in the cell. Like, to me, I, the, the, like, Jim Ross's commentary on that is iconic. But I think the best line during that match is... I I believe it's when um Foley gets choke slammed through the cell and all you hear is Jerry Lara goes, Oh, that's it, he's dead. Deadpan. Yeah. I'm like, Yes. Yes, King, that is probably the best line you will ever say in your career. Yeah, but I that's the thing. Like uh, some people critique Matt Stryker for that kind of stuff, and I'm like, at least he's being creative and do and I can at least I can tell is doing it for a purpose. I think that's better than like Sorry, I don't care. He's blocked me on Twitter, whatever. Uh, than like what Josh Matthews, you know, does, or you know, and and he's better at times. But Mauro and Allo just making puns for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Mauro's got yeah. random a little bit sometimes. Kill, kill shot jumped off that ladder like. like <laughs> don't um, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it unless you have one written down. Don't do it, Amos. Like those fans jump the stage at Dean's. Uh, you know, like that's that's the Morrow commentary, and I hate it. I hate that. I every time Morrow does that, I cringe. Like if Morrow says anything, something something pop culture like yeah, yeah, something something like insert pop culture reference. It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Yeah, it, it's, but it's at, not at least Matt Stryker, at least Matt Striker is you can tell is doing it for a reason. Yeah, I mean, god damn it! Now I'm thinking of other moral lines. What what did you? Do we didn't talk about. Well, we didn't talk because he dropped a couple at the CWC finale, and I did. I didn't that's, appreciate that's it. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. Morrow was dropping lines like Hillary Clinton was dropping with pneumonia. Anyway, um, <laughs> wow, that's basically what he does. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, so I'll, I'll go to my Mallow. Um, 
Masquerade of Sagrada. I, I want I wanted more from that match. Malo was gonna go. My other, if, if it wasn't for the striker thing, my Malo was gonna go to Brenda. But hey, it, don't you dare talk no, about Brenda. No, screw her. She loved <laughs> She loved him. How dare she? Amen, Amen. Clearly, you missed the underlying story. It's okay. I don't blame you. Masquerita was holding her back from going after her true passion of becoming a registered nurse. Apparently. Um, <laughs> note, complete side, honest side note. I'm glad she's back because I've missed... Brenda is actually like kind of my underrated favorite of Lucha Underground. <laughs> she's ostensibly pretty great. Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of like that like that period where I really liked Dana Brooke when she was in the corner of Emma. How she would just you could just I just put a mic on her. Like she's amazing the way like some of the stuff she would just yell during matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bre- Brenda's awesome. <laughs> like Brenda, Famous B, Doctor Wagner, all 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 of all of the above. Yes, please. Yeah, yes, I and, but but to your point, I can see why they had like a really short match. Like, <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> That match was shorter than... No, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> you want to um, do it. You know you want to do it. That match was shorter than CM Punk's UFC fight. There we go! There it is, Eamon! I'm so proud of you. I'm Mara, so proud. Mara, I hope you're happy. Um, but no, um, I, I understand why they did it. Obviously, I think there's a longer story that that's going to go with this, and I like that Masquerita got beat really quickly because it sells Dr. Wagner being Famous B's new client. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we might eventually even get to maybe a tag match with, like, Masquerita and, let's say, Son of Havoc versus Famous B and Dr. Wagner. That could be fun. That could be really interesting. Um, all right, uh, so, Eamon, do you have a combio for this week? Do we have a change? Um, it's kind of a general change with wrestling. Not as much as a Lucha Underground change, but it, it was in Lucha. And it's a uh, it's a weird one. I, I have these weird things with wrestling sometimes. Um, and and this, when I say this, it didn't take away from the match at all. Um, I hate how tables break now. Ta- <laughs> okay. like ta- tables now in wrestling, I feel, break like they break in the video games. I think that's kind of a safety thing though i know like i feel like it's because they figured out how to actually cut tables yeah no like, no one wants to hardcore holly themselves yeah um i don't know i just miss the days when like ta- like you didn't know like like how tables used to break like they would splinter like they would splinter or they you you wouldn't really know where they would kind of sometimes they would go in like this or they would you know whatever now they kind of like i said they kind of split like they like they split in the video games they split too good like yeah. um but hey, that's a gripe, you know. Yeah, I'm, that's just minor. I have those gripes all the time. I'm the guy that, I, and Lucha didn't do this, which I'm happy about. Um, I hate it when ladders break now. Oh, that always bothers me. Ladders should not be breaking for like simple stuff. Like no, bend. All well bending. And and it bent on on Marty when he did they they did that uh, fire and carry thing. Mm-hmm. It, that's how that's how you do it perfectly. It bends a little bit, but it still stays because it's metal because it's a ladder. Like yeah. Like when Jeff Hardy did it the first time to Edge at that WrestleMania, it made sense because of the way they did it, like the height he was coming from and the way he landed. Fine, don't do it for every move now. Yeah, they're yeah. not made of wood; they're made of metal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 
let's see. I'm trying to think if I have a change. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give my change to um, Prince Puma. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of would have liked to see a promo from him after he attacked Mil Mortis. Okay. Like, because the crowd didn't know how to react. Matt Stryker was giving us context, which mm. was great and much appreciated, but I would have liked to see, because we want to see this new fired up Puma. I'm sure we'll get this eventually. But right after attacking Mil Mortis, I think would have would have done a little bit better and would have made more sense why Katrina was holding him back. You know what I would have loved uh, at the at the least um, was maybe like a shot of uh, it can be really subtle of Puma afterwards just kind of looking towards Vampiro. Like I love oh, the idea. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have like, been really good too. To me, to me, my idea is like you can do like a backstage promo where Puma. Like goes up to you know is walking through and vampire and goes up to vampire and is like well how about that you know I take I took your advice or whatever mm-hmm. obviously you couldn't do that because vampire was on commentary but um you know I, I I think you know maybe just like a subtle shot like that would have been cool mm-hmm. yeah that like a side like a side eye or a stink eye towards him like yeah. something like the, what do you something think? like the, something like the crowd may not have picked up on but like because we watched last week we right of know. course yeah yeah like when Daga had the uh, the Cobra medal last last season. Yeah, like, yeah, that's something the crowd wouldn't have noticed, obviously, but it's something that we were supposed to notice. Yeah. All right. Um. So, Eamon, and uh, we're we're back to ranking this week. We didn't rank last week because we had we had so much going on, but we are back mm-hmm. to ranking. Uh. So, Eamon, where do you rank Lucha Underground this week? Now, quick question: Does the classic count? Does, does the classic finale count towards our rankings? Um, because we didn't rank the classic. I'll say no. Well, I, I didn't know. Well, how about, rank- how about this? Give me, your ranking, rank- give me your ranking with the classic and without the classic. Okay, with the classic, it's going to... With with the classic, Lucha's number two. Okay. Without, it's, without I think it's number one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say number one both ways. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love the classic, but Weapons of Mass Destruction. Sorry, yeah, yeah, and... Yeah. We got all of the Lucha Undercover stuff, which I love. Like anyone, anyone who follows my live mm-hmm. tweets knows I love Lucha. Un- hashtag Lucha Undercover, which, Can which I just still say, I is really a spinoff love- series waiting to happen. El Ray Network. <laughs> I also really loved uh, Joey Ryan uh, when he uh, uh, demanded money, saying that he needed it for child support payments. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I know this story been filmed. He should walk in wearing Heath Slayer's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I got kids. I need this job. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so great. All right. Uh, so, Eamon, was there anything else you want to talk about that we kind of didn't hit on for Lutra? I think we covered it all, really. All righty. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much... Poor Arhenas. Poor yeah, Arhenas. I like Arhenas, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, y- you have to have jobbers on every show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, so Eamon, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon2Please. You can also check out the wrestling promotion I'm involved with, Inspire Pro Wrestling, over at InspireProWrestling.com. All right, you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, uh, go to at Mayhem Show, hit up the hashtag MM for when I live tweet Lucha Underground, and uh, go to our Facebook group. 
we may very well be having another. We we might be doing a Lucha Underground Deadpool. We might be. I, I'm, I've been in talks with Matt. Uh, we think that might happen, or the or the very not, least, not the movie. We're, we're doing not the a, movie, like an actual death pool. Like we're which doing a character is gonna die? Like which characters die this season on Lucha Underground? <laughs> because it's been known to happen. Like, Eamon, do you, do you have do you have a do you have a guess maybe right now? Oh no! Oh, not now! I can't think of it okay. right now. Okay. Okay. There's so many options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely long options and short options. It, it's it's just gonna be interesting. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid Week War.